everybody welcome to fistful of cinema i am your host richard wickliffe and i'm your co-host gavin waple and today we'll be re- we will be reviewing the 2017 film star wars the last jedi it is the eighth installment of the skywalker saga it follows the characters of ray finn poe and kylo ren as they can continue on their story from the previous installment force awakens which was released in 2015 um kind of Going right into it, without it, even going before even going into the story, I think without a doubt we have to we have to acknowledge we have to talk about the controversy of this film. Oh yes, we do. I mean, at least as I'm aware, I'm very active on Twitter, and I have never seen <laughs> anyone say anything about this movie ever, never once. Yeah. I see more people talk about uh, Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad than I've seen people talk about. The Last Jedi. Yeah, as also as a very active Twitter Twitter <laughs> user, I will have to say that there were a lot of pissed off man babies when this movie came out, without a doubt. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you 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 could say that. You could say that there are a lot of people who were very open about their hate of the movie. Okay, but I have this is where I draw the line. I have no problem with people expressing their opinions online. That's obviously what the internet's for. We have free speech in the United States. Thank the Lord. Thank Jesus for that. (laughs) But where I have a problem is when people use that freedom of speech to harass others for doing nothing wrong. And I would say the biggest version I could think of that, the biggest example, is definitely with Kelly Marie Tran with all those reports that did come out and say that she was harassed to the point of having to get off social media because of her character not being good. And I know something else like this happened with Ahmed Best when he played Jar Jar Binks. He, I know reports have said that he almost contemplated suicide because of how much people hated him because of a character he played. And the thing about it is those People are actors and actresses. They have no control on how their characters are written and what their characters are. They're hired to play a role, and their job is to play the role the director wants them to play to the best of their ability. Exactly. I think it's. I think for, it's just so petty, if anything, right? Like the fact that these people literally go online to harass them, right? For for these parts of a film that's like, yeah, if you don't like it, just turn it off, right? Yeah. And I think that just shows, honestly, the level of boredom that people are at these days, right? It's like you, they just want, they almost seek to almost have this, just to get a rise out of, you know, bullying all these these nice people, right? That literally do nothing but just play a role, you know? And yeah, with, yeah without a doubt, um you know, Kelly Marine Tran, but also going back to the, uh, the Phantom Menace, um, what's his name? Uh, Jake Lloyd that Jake played Lloyd, uh, yeah. a, a little Anakin Skywalker, man. He was a kid and kids yeah. would, uh, other people, kids, adults alike would bully the heck out of him. 
and I and I will say it, it sucks, but it's like you don't hear this kind of attitude in other franchises that much. Like I I would consider myself a a, a slight Star Trek fan. Like I'm not like a heavy duty. I just I've watched the original series, but even that man like the fans of, uh, of Star Trek don't have that almost toxic energy at times that feels like Star Wars has. And, and by, by the way, no means are we saying that one side of the fandom is always toxic, right? It definitely goes the other way too, right? There were people that defended The Last Jedi that were very toxic about it, right? And they would, oh, yeah. you know, shout phrases at the people that didn't like it, accusing them of various things that, you know, weren't raised at all in their critiques of it you know but i I just think overall it just it seems for some reason that the last jedi was just almost like the boiling point of all these emotions and then it just went haywire you know i think that it is this way because of certain choices they made in the movie that affected not just the new characters but how we perceived and met up with original trilogy characters, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker. That's definitely one point I see that people had the biggest problem with, how Luke Skywalker was treated in that film. And speaking of what people thought, so you and I saw the movie together opening night. We went to a Regal, (laughs) and we sat in the recliners, and we watched the movie. Shout out Regal Avalon. (laughs) Yes, Regal Avalon, great theater. Yeah, great. Um. Okay, so would you like to share what your <laughs> I, first opinion was of the movie was, walking out? Because I didn't know what to think. That was my opinion. There you go. Short I was sweet. sad, man. I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. probably the worst feeling to have, too. Because at least when you're mad, you at least have this righteousness about it. You know, you're like, oh, man, you know, they did it wrong, and here's why, you know? Yeah. But sad, it's just like all that emotions just sucked out of you. You're just like, man, well, this sucks, you know? Yeah. And just to say, like, that Last Jedi was a movie that, like, I was incredibly hyped for, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it was, like, you know, huge first time we'd see, you know, Luke Skywalker, you know, uh, him in a large role in, God, how many years? Um, God knows how many years. What was it? 1983 was Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Yep. I think, yeah, I believe 1983. It was 83. And yeah, so yeah, it was the first time we saw him. You know, you know, all the basically the whole thing that happened with him in the movie of going into uh, seclusion and all that, you know, and then finally at the end, he he dies. <laughs> that's what did it for me. I'll be completely honest. That's what made my soul just feel empty after watching the movie for the first time, walking out, not knowing what to think. Because when you went in and saw Luke Skywalker being like a hermit on on wanting nothing to do. You're like, what, what is going on? And the f- right when I saw that, I was like, okay, everything I thought about this movie going in, it's wrong. I'm just going to sit down and watch the movie and decide what I think of the movie, not based on what I had thought would have happened beforehand, but what actually happens in the film. And there are certain choices made in the film that I believed could have been executed much better, a.k.a. the whole Cantabite thing. I believe Poe and Finn should have gone on that mission. And that's another thing with Rose Tico. She honestly just felt like a, we'll get to this later, but she almost just felt like a device to use 
to accelerate Finn's arc further. She almost just felt like a plot device. And going past that, obviously, is when we get to Luke on Crate, facing down against the First Order, like everyone wanted to see. Except when you see him fight Kylo, you never see any lightsabers clash. You're like, okay, well, he looks really cool doing this, facing him all down, just doing some dodging and everything against Kylo. And then he, Kylo runs at him to strike him. He disappears. You're like, oh, shoot, did it become a Force ghost? No, he's there. You're like, yes, he's still alive. You see that he projected. like, yeah, he's going to be at episode nine. <laughs> and then you see him back on the island, fall down. You're like, he's going to be alive. Okay, I can't wait till episode nine because I'm going to see him come back full badass Luke Skywalker. And then for no apparent reason in the end, he just fades. It's not like that would have made any difference on the ending. That's my main thing. It would have made no difference on the ending of the film. He just died. And it didn't have anything to do. It's just like Ryan Johnson was like, oh, here's one last thing you can use, JJ, in episode nine. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Just fades yeah. Later. Yeah. Later, losers. Fun. All right. Have fun. I let out an audible. What the hell when I first saw that? And my soul that. was crushed. <laughs> My soul was crushed, man. It was so pathetic for me, too. Because I remember, like, there was this whole theory going online. It was like, oh, well, uh, his um, his me- mechanical arm, Luke's mechanical arm disappeared as well. Oh, yeah, I saw and that. It was like, if, if, if <laughs> it disappeared as somewhere. well, maybe he teleported <laughs> somewhere. And that, like, without a doubt, probably has to be one of the most ridiculous fan theories ever. But I was so depressed. I was like... I really hope that, that I or really no. hope that's the case. You had another one that just... was way more plausible. Uh, Luke the White, almost like Gandalf the White, coming back. Oh yeah, I remember that. I probably one of my best fan theories ever. I should have posted on like Reddit or something. Yeah. Whoa. So basically, hey, how I here you get the credit for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So I basically <laughs> how I envisioned it was like, yeah, Luke essentially coming back, full on like white hair, looking majestic as hell. And then, like, yeah, being like, does he have like a horse as well or some shit? Rides up on like, some... or it like, was like a tauntaun or something. A right? tauntaun. <laughs> no, the tauntaun rolls <laughs> up. Like... He just rolls out of the belly of it. <laughs> Reborn. <laughs> Luke yeah, Skywalker I... is in the tauntaun the whole time. This was Jake Skywalker ever since. So Luke Skywalker still hasn't progressed past Empire Strikes Back. Doesn't know that Vader's his father. Okay, the more that I talk about it, the more ridiculous it sounds. But at the time, it sounded really cool. I will say that much. But yeah, so yeah, so I was I was grasping on all these ridiculous fan theories. And that was the thing for me. I was just like, we just got the guy and you just kill him off. I didn't yeah. really understand that. And I think I can say now I think my opinion has changed a little bit on it. I guess for you, would you say you have changed your opinion or is it the same? I would say the way I feel personally, it's the same. I wish he had stayed for episode nine because I feel like that could have greatly improved just the overall hype for episode nine. Because you saw in episode nine, we were at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago and we saw how excited people were when they heard Palpatine's voice. Now imagine if there had been a snippet of the trailer in episode 9 with Luke Skywalker physically just in a lightsaber duel or something. Imagine if we had seen that. Imagine the excitement we would have heard from the crowd just for that. That would have 
made people way more invested with what happens in episode nine and they wouldn't have been lost after episode eight for no reason but from a story perspective i can see that like i remember you told me a while back the way you see it about how this is the end of luke's journey almost we don't see the middle part and i feel like that is the major part that's the major flaw we don't know anything really that Luke Skywalker did in the middle besides start up his Jedi Academy and, you know, fight the Knights of Ren like a couple times and train Ben Solo. We don't know that middle part. So all we had was seeing him at the end of Return of the Jedi and then at The Last Jedi. It was such a drastic change that we didn't, we were thrown so off guard, in my opinion. Yeah, I think. For me, that's probably the biggest fundamental flaw of the whole actual sequel trilogy is the fact that the makers of the films, they had to wrestle with the fact that people wanted to see the original trilogy again or the original uh, trio of of, uh, characters again. And what was so hard about how to do that, though, was that you couldn't you couldn't bring them back in huge roles and you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't bring them back in huge roles without basically them stealing all the, uh, all the light from uh, the main characters, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think if Luke would have stayed alive for episode nine and even that with Snoke dead and Luke alive for some reason, it would have been really hard for story-wise for Luke, not just to come in and just to kick everyone's ass, right? Not to, to literally just go to Exegol himself and single-handedly defeat Palpatine, right? And I think that would have obviously, that it made it much more, uh, it made it a lot much more important, right, for Rey, you know, because she didn't have anyone there to help her, you know? And I think, yeah, and kind of, yeah, once again, it just kind of, the whole trilogy is, it, it revolves around the new characters and having Luke Khan land there all together at the same time, it would have totally stolen everything from them, you know? And that, that was just kind of the consequence of introducing new characters. Um, so. What they could have done, though, in my opinion, is episode seven. Well, this would have required a major restructuring of the sequel trilogy in general. So episode seven, they could have started out with Lucan and Leia, and then as it progresses, they can slowly pass the torch over to the new characters. So by episode nine, we feel connected to these new characters almost. So we would still see what we want from our original cast, but then we would be introduced to these new characters and grow to appreciate them, not just have them thrown at us when we wanted to see something else. Yeah, I think there's definitely there. I do think there could have been a way how they could have done it. I just think it literally would have changed the entire trilogy. That's if they what did I'm saying. It. They would have had to go through a whole different blueprint. Yeah, and that's where it just comes down to just once again, just theory talk, right? Just like saying, oh, this is what I think would have been best. Mm-hmm. This is what, you know, whatever. You know, and with the story that we've got, how they structured seven onward i think it was best that luke wasn't there personally after after uh eight 
Um, you have to think that, okay, so if Luke had survived eight, episode nine, do you think it would have even been the same film? Or do you think they would have had to go through a total, like, a totally different plot, basically? Because I do know that episode nine, Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams said they had to rewrite the script on set days of to get that perfect scene almost, which some scenes, you know, they were able to achieve that. Some scenes they weren't able to, but that's the consequence of writing the script and touching up the script on set. So that means there was a little wiggle room for changing some things. So what if Luke had survived? I believe we would have gotten a totally different episode nine. We wouldn't have had to work with the restrictions of Exegol and the way Palpatine worked there. Yeah, I think, if anything, also, we would have seen a Luke still uh, developing his character, right? Mm-hmm. I think with episode seven, or uh, I'm sorry, eight, it ended in a way of, you know, like, you know, kind of like I said, right? Luke's, he, he's reached the end of his journey, right? He's, he learned his last lesson. His faith in the galaxy has been restored. And now everything's all right with him. You know, and then if he was in Rise of Skywalker, I personally don't really know where they could have gone with him, right? Like, could, I guess, besides the fact of him teaching Ray, but that would kind of set up this dynamic where they don't really, their relationship doesn't develop in a way where they don't even go through, they wouldn't have gone through any conflict throughout the film, right? It, yeah. it probably just, if it would have just been Luke the whole time saying, like, oh, hey, you know, there might be so good in Kylo, you know, try to defeat him. And then with Palpatine being like, oh, he's this really evil Sith dude. You got you to gotta defeat him too, right? Like, I don't know if their relationship would have been as good being stretched out that long, you know? Because Rise of Skywalker, we got that nice little scene with him, but it was very short and it was very sweet. But I think, like, once again, if we stretched it out, it would have gotten boring very fast, I think. Unless we ha- they had gone a different route, let's say, I had a theory before episode 8 that Luke would try to turn Kylo to the light and Snoke would try to turn Rey to the dark and they would almost switch places with Rey being Snoke's new apprentice and Kylo being swayed back to the light with Luke. And episode 9 would be they would have to get Rey back to the light side. And I think that if that was the case, we had been thrown that curveball where... You know, Luke would have a new mission. He might feel responsible that in trying to save one student, he let another one fall. Yeah, I think if and they did that, that, I think that would have been interesting, but I think that would have just totally just flipped it to a way where it it would confuse the audience greatly, right? I mean, Ryan Johnson like, oh. did do that with some of the decisions in this film, though, you have to say. He did confuse the audience and throw him a ton of curveballs. Yeah, but with Kylo, it's like he was already... <clears throat> he already killed his own dad, right? Like, if you remember, Last Jedi takes place, like, a second after The Force Awakens, yeah, right? So he's, right he's fresh off killing his own father. And I don't know, I just can't believe, like, he just sees, you know, Luke Skywalker again, which, you know... If everyone remembers, you know, in the movie, uh, Luke is the reason why Kylo Ren, you know, I guess falls to the dark side. So this would be his first time seeing his old master again. I don't know if it would have 
just been like you know luke just converting him back to the light just like that and then ray uh fall into the dark right i don't think i think that 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 would have just wouldn't have flowed right at all although you 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 say that but obviously we know from nine that ray does have that darkness within her that's hard to control that power because she is a palpatine so that could have worked she has anger issues though but she's not like a psychopath though like i Uh, I, I, I know that i know that I, I, i know that man i'm just saying i'm just saying all right. Um, yeah. So I guess overall, how we conclude with Luke, some parts. Uh, first, we weren't too. Uh, we didn't like it too much, but now we can at least stomach it more. Yeah, I can um, accept that it happened without um, crying. <laughs> yeah. So now <laughs> that's the way I'll put it. <laughs> so I'd say now go into the two main leads of the film, uh, Ray and Kylo. How how would mm-hmm. you say? Did you like the journey of them in the film? I liked Ray more than episode seven in this film because it felt like she failed at what she set out to do, which I appreciated. And also Kylo, he was honestly my favorite character in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And it's just because we got so much character progression with him. We could see the conflict. He threw us threw us curveballs because one moment he heals snow and the next moment you're like, oh, wait, oh, is he going to go back with Ray? And then he's like, nope, I'm just taking it over now. And, <laughs> you know, that actually yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I, oh, yeah, without a doubt, like, I, if I have one major complaint of The Force Awakens, it was Ray, like, being almost perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how, yeah, she literally was able to do, like, what, a Jedi mind trick, just by winging it, you know? Like, yeah, I'm I feel like, like don't you have everyone, to learn? <laughs> a lot don't of people have, have that, that <laughs> And the thing yeah, I think, is, yeah. they never really made her lose a fight, per se. But we got that explanation in episode 9, because she is just built with raw power, basically. Because she is a Palpatine, or the daughter of a clone of Palpatine, who contained that raw power, that unlimited power. Yeah, so I think it was just like Daisy really. She just played Ray a lot more likable and believable. I think in this film, she yeah, she just she played her with flaws basically. I think mm-hmm. and that I think her journey is pretty straight on straightforward throughout the film. Right, she's trying to find you know who where she comes from. Right, who her parents are, and I liked it. I liked I liked where they went with it. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I think. It once again, it kind of took uh, threw me off guard at first with her being a nobody, but you know that obviously changed in the Rise of Skywalker. But I remember at the time, even before seeing the Rise of Skywalker, right before they released, you know, I was okay with Ray being a nobody, right? Because I think to me, I, I don't think it really mattered to the point people try to make it matter, right? I, I think. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what would you say about that? Um, I would have preferred for her to be a Skywalker or obviously a Palpatine, which she was because that would, that explains some of the stuff she could do, but it's not a good enough explanation. Nothing in my opinion is a good enough explanation for someone to just be able to do 
what took other Jedi years of training in like a minute. Yeah. That's my I, opinion. Like that's just I would say if anything, I'm just indifferent to it. Yeah, I, I would say I'm just indifferent, right? Like I neither I liked it or disliked it. I just was just like, all right, you know, whatever. I, I just don't I, care anymore, to be honest. I don't yeah. care anymore. <laughs> now now I going back, hate so <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> going off Ray, Kylo Ren. Now, I'll say the way Adam Driver played Kylo Ren in this film almost almost harkens back to the way Hayden Christensen played Anakin in Attack of the Clones. He has this almost brattiness to him. That's <laughs> if you can look at the comedy of it, it is hilarious and it is so entertaining, you know. <laughs> Like him just totally just freaking out at Luke on crate. Oh yeah. You know, like him just like borderline screaming at him at the top of his lungs, right? It's it's hilarious. And I think I think a lot of people were almost rubbed the wrong way of that. They were like, oh, Kylo Ren has to be serious. But for me, I'm like, you know, you know, why not? Why not make him a, a little funny, a little bit just of a spoiled brat of a kid, you know? Oh yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and I think, you know, his journey was, once again, I, I do think his journey, if anything, it wasn't that simple, right? It, it was very different from, I guess, like the Vader of the past, right? Where, you know, he, instead of always being second in command to Snoke, like Vader was to Palpatine, he was able to actually defeat the Master and become the new leader, right? So I think that was... That was a really cool thing for me. I think if that was, that was probably, I, I kid you not, the sole thing that I've literally kept my opinion on the same throughout, like all of these past couple of years of the fact that, you know, him um, seizing power of the First Order and how he did it too. And also, I will say, you know who the biggest bitch in this trilogy is? Hawks. <laughs> Oh, Hux. General Hux. Yeah. In this film, he was made a joke. He was literally made a joke. And I can say that is good for comedy, obviously, because it's just, oh, someone else you can laugh at. But then again, they tried to make him intimidating in episode seven. But the thing is, they totally undid that with this film. And also episode nine with him just, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, him just yelling out that he's the spy. They yeah. made him a comedic relief. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, episode seven, he, yeah, he was, I would say, intimidating, right? Mm -hmm. They kind of almost modeled him off, yeah, basically Hitler, I would say. Um, but, and then when you get to, yeah, episode eight, he totally just does this 180 and yeah, just becomes the scapegoat and just to be physically and verbally abused by pretty much everyone, right? Yeah. Especially Kylo. <laughs> oh yeah, especially Kylo. <laughs> yeah. But um, okay, so yeah, so Ray, Ray, Kylo, interesting, uh, fascinating journeys. Uh, what would you say, I would say the next two leads, uh, Finn and Poe? Okay, so Finn and Poe, Dameron. Um... Like I said earlier in this review and analysis, I believe their arcs could have been intertwined, such as they both go to Canabite, and I feel like it would have been way better 
because we would see them together. And that's a big problem I think this trilogy had. The first time we actually saw Poe, uh, Finn, and Rey together was in episode nine, the last movie of the trilogy. And I feel oh, like yeah. you, you should have at least seen a couple of them together because everyone loved the chemistry between Poe and Finn. We should have seen that in episode eight. Like, we were teased about it. And I was like, nope, he goes with Rose, a character that very few people were fans of. And we're like, okay, so why? And we kind of get to see that he meets DJ there. Rose is the angel on his shoulder. And DJ is like the devil. He is trying to convince him, yeah, don't join. Do your own thing. You know, just sit out. And Rose is like, no, you fight for what you believe in. And Finn has to make that choice. But it could have easily been Poe there telling him, fight what you believe in. Yeah, I I think for me, the reason why actually I disliked Rose as a character was she kind of kind of made Finn just a goofball in the film. And mm-hmm. I think with episode seven, okay, we, in, we were introduced to him for, to the first time. So he was very vulnerable as a character. And yes, I realized that, you know, episode eight takes place seconds after episode seven. So there's not much time from really to progress, but still from a movie standpoint, just to give us a different character, I kind of, I always, I almost got bored with Finn kind of just being the same person again, that I wouldn't almost, I wouldn't say he was stupid throughout the film, but he almost like, it was constantly it was basically Rose just kind of telling him oh, like, Hey, stop doing that. Or, Hey, check this out. Right. And it was just yeah. more of him reacting to the situation and not really being proactive really to anything, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. He seemed like he was the same character from episode seven, although he was supposed to be progressed towards he's fighting for what he believes in already. Yeah. So I think, and I think, obviously, at the very end, you do see a very strong change in character, right? He he wants to sacrifice himself for the resistance, but that still, like, doesn't really prove much because he's basically doing what Fo- or what uh, what Poe did in I'm the beginning, right? Too, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, Fo- what, what Poe did in the beginning, Uh-oh. right? Just, uh, you know, do some reckless act in order thinking that you can defeat the bad guys, right? So it's yeah. like you kind of are leaving the theater like did he really learn anything or was he just still trying to find ray the whole time you know so and also in episode nine you can kind of say the same thing but that's what he was there for he was a meme just going after ray that was his character trying to find ray it was like a scavenger hunt for ray for him that was the trilogy for episode uh, the (laughs) end of episode seven and eight that's the thing it's like if that was like hunt for ray the movie (laughs) my ending critique for for finn if anything that's like my actual like whole problem with poe's arc during last jedi is he literally pretty much for 90 percent of his story he screws up and like everything goes wrong like because of him you know yeah them by him sending uh finn and uh uh rose on the mission that jeopardizes their escape plan and it kills even more people than what he did in the beginning. Although right? Polo should have just shared. She should have just shared. 
that's fair. I don't know. I think it was a mix, right? I think I didn't like how Poe was he seemed I don't know, he seemed a lot if anything, he he almost went back a little bit in his character. Yeah. He he seemed a lot more wise, I feel like, in The Force Awakens. That's what I was gonna say. He seemed a lot more reckless, I think. Mm -hmm. Um and plus I believe there was a comic that came out about Poe previous to the force Awakens, not like it came out before the force awakens but chronologically it took place before the force awakens i forget exactly what it's called but he learned that same lesson in that comic because he lost a few men and he was held responsible and it's like okay so he went through the same exact character arc that he had already gone through in episode eight yeah i think so I just think overall, if anything, like I think my biggest irritants of how they were handled, both uh, Ray, Finn, and Poe, was how it showed them messing up and learning from it. But anything, it just almost irritates you about them as characters. You know, you're like, you know, I don't want to really like these people because they keep messing up, right? Like, (laughs) it's just Leia and Luke, and you know, all the the older. Uh, characters making all the wise decisions and you just get irritated with all the youngsters yeah that's the thing and that's why i feel like people have problems so let's see people have problems with ray because she never messes up but poe and finn kept messing up yeah it yeah they definitely did mess up for sure but yeah overall i think this film it just if you could say one just big complaint about it, I'll, I'll, th- I'll say one big complaint and one thing I liked. I think, honestly, my biggest complaint was just how it just really changed a lot of the character progression that was set up in Seven. So by yep. the time we saw them again, it was just they're kind of going a different place. Yeah. Now, that being said, I do think th- 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 some things I liked, though, was Ryan kind of did, who uh, Ryan Johnson, director, he tossed aside some things that I I really didn't feel that mattered as much, right? Like, even though as much as I love the helmet, I did think that was something that, hey, this would add a little bit of character progression to Kylo, right? It's like he was kind of going past just trying to mimic uh, Darth Vader, and he was kind of becoming like his own man, right? Um, but yeah, so overall, that was, if I was to kind of put this like in a category of, likes and dislikes those are like my two big things i guess and for you would they be the same or um i would say my biggest problem was definitely yeah i i could honestly say that i did have issues with the movie but the one issue that i feel like if it wasn't there would have significantly made me enjoy the movie more would be if luke had lived in the end yeah if he had lived in the end, I could have forgiven a lot of the other stuff that happened. It's just because it ended on that sour note for me. Obviously, it went out like a Jedi should have, but I believe that should have been saved for episode nine. Or yeah, he should have just had a happy that. ending because that's what people want. And that's personally what I would have wanted. And yeah. one thing that I feel like the film did good, I feel like it yeah, it really is just the arc of Kylo Ren. I feel like 
it really dove into his character of how to make him different than Vader because he idolized Vader, his granddad, so much. And then he's just like, no, I don't want to just be like a Walmart ripoff of Darth Vader. He wants to be his own thing. And how can he do that? Well, take over the First Order. And it's cool to see how he manipulated, almost manipulated Snow, who was trying to manipulate him. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, so yeah, overall, I say, um, what would be your um, rating for the film? Um, I would say before it was like a 5 out of 10, but now I'd probably say a 6.5 or 7. Okay, yeah, I'd probably say it's about a 6, 6.5 for me. So I'd say it, it, it was always around there. It was always okay. Yeah, it um, increased because... After watching it more, I have learned what to watch and what to like. And I feel like that's just, when you focus on the stuff you like of a film, you enjoy it more. And when you go into it knowing what to expect. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, probably 6.5 for me, I would say. 6.5. Okay, sweet. Yeah, all right, everybody. Um you know, thanks for joining us on our uh, review and <laughs> slight critique of uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, hope everybody stays safe out there and happy yep. trails. All right. Take care, everyone. May the force be with you. Mm-hmm.